Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing the new Taiwanese BL drama series called Number One for You. This drama series is literally shaping up to be one of my favorites of ever. I mean, really. Although I do have to say right now, I'm saying 2020 is looking really good because we not only have number one for you, but we also have Thousand Stars, which has just been released. And we are looking forward to Lovely Rider and Fighting Mr. Two. I mean, could this year really get any better on a drama level? I don't know. I think Karma's finally caught up. We've all really tried in 2020. And yay! There we go. I'm sorry. Moment here. <laughs> but anyway, number one for you is basically the story of Zhao Shui and Shi Yadin. And both of them went to school together since fifth grade. And Zhao Shui has always hated Shi Let me see. I'm having trouble pronouncing that. Let me see here just a moment. Shi Yajin, I think. Let me see here just a moment. I'm going to Google to make sure I get the correct pronunciation. But anyway, this series totally reminds me of the Jane Austen project book called Emma. If you've not read Emma, that won't make a lot of sense. If you have read Emma, you're totally going to get what I'm saying here. But this series is so an Emma of Jane Austen series. I mean, really, it couldn't be any more like Jane Austen if you tried in a Tyranese BL drama series. But anyway, Zhao Shui, since fifth grade, has had to deal with Gao Shidi, who has always come in first. This has driven Zhao Shui nuts since childhood, and he has always loathed him. Um, not because Gao Shidi did anything wrong, simply because he always came in first. And this made Zhao Shui second, which Zhao Shui absolutely hated ever throughout his school life. When he went to college, they went to different universities. But lo and behold, Gao Shidi transferred over to his university. And Zhao Shui is now really upset and trying to figure out how he can get rid of Gao Shidi or make his life miserable. The funny thing about this whole thing is Gao Shidi is always so excited to see Zhao Shui. He's always like, oh, there's Zhao Shui. Hi, how are you doing? Um, he ends up the first day he comes over on the transfer, saving Zhao Shui because Zhao Shui got mad, fell in the water in the swimming pool competition, ended up getting a cramp, could not get out of the water. So Gao Shidi jumped in, pulled him out, got him back where he needs to be, and Zhao Shui is still mad at him. So anyway, as this story progresses, Zhao Shui's two best friends, there's a girl who's two years older than him and a guy who I'm guessing is about his age. And then he's got this weird kind of compatriot who I think wants to date him, but doesn't. And so anyway, so he's got two guy friends and this girlfriend. And the girlfriend ends up deciding to go out with the guy friend of Zhao Shui, which really breaks up Zhao Shui's life because he wanted to be the one to ask that girl out, to end up with that girl. He ends up going to the swimming pool, bawling his eyes out on the bleachers, and then jumping in the pool to try to commit suicide because he's so depressed. Um, what he didn't realize is that Gaoshidi had followed him there and ends up um, jumping in the pool with him, telling him to get back up onto the surface. And when he doesn't, Gaoshidi kisses him in the pool, which totally flusters him and makes him come up to the surface. Um, 
at that point, Zhao Shui says, how long have you been stalking me? And he says, well, forever. And Zhao Shui does not get what that means. He's just mad that he's there. Um, by As the story progresses, Gao Shidi decides to show Zhao Shui that he took a recording of him being depressed on the bleachers and makes him become his page boy so that he can kind of look after Zhao Shui as he's going through this 24-7 until he knows that Zhao Shui isn't going to be suicidal. As that progresses, Zhao Shui realizes that Gao Shidi is a pretty cool person. He's rather kind and considerate, and he also looks out for people in very quiet, cared, careful ways, meaning C-A-R-E-F-U-L-L, careful. It's like thoughtful. I've always thought that word, it needs to be thoughtful with two L's because that means you're full of thought, not just that you're considerate. But anyway, I digress. But as Gao Shidi continues on with their friendship, they decide to go and he says, you know, Zhao Shui, if you ever beat me at anything, you no longer have to be my page boy. Well, this leads Zhao Shui to take him out to go to this, um, like, kind of arcade place where you can play games. And Gao Shidi always continually beats him at whatever they play, which annoys Zhao Shui to no end. However, the thing I find interesting is as the story progresses, Zhao Shui starts to trust Gao Shidi to let him be his confidant as he's going through this difficult time as he realizes the girl he wanted to be with is going to be with his best friend. Also, it's during this time that I think Gao Shidi realizes that maybe, just maybe, what he was hoping for since fifth grade could possibly happen. But also, he says, you know, He's joking with Zhao Shui and he says, well, I, the person I really like is you and I'm going to get to that person when they hurt the most so that then I will be their person that's in their life. But at the end of the day, there's this moment where he takes and they go to this haunted university thing and he basically locks um, himself and Zhao Shui up in his cousin's infirmary. And his cousin knows that Gao Shidi likes Zhao Shui. And he says, so is that my future cousin-in-law at one point in the episodes? And he says, well, this is the person I'd like to be your future cousin-in-law, but that's not going to happen because Zhao Shui doesn't like me that way. I mean, I've liked him for years because he's the one who, when I was in fifth grade and bawling my eyes out because my dad had abandoned me and my mother, he told me, you know, I will be here for you. If you need someone to be here for you, I will be here for you. And he said, you know, he never said anything to me all the rest of the years we were in school together. He didn't even recognize me when I transferred to his school in fifth grade. But he is the person who really turned, I forgot to turn off notifications, turned the tide of my life at that point. And that is why he's the one who I want in my life. Again, this is why... Anna really likes BL drama. Okay, I'm just saying this is one of the many, many reasons I like BL drama. But the reason is, is this is a much better reason for liking someone than you find in your typical rom-com, for example. I'm not bashing rom-coms here. I mean, they all have their place. I'm simply saying this reason for liking someone because they were there in a really hard spot and proved themselves noteworthy is a much better reason than, you know, the average reason that most people end up together. But anyway, I digress there. 
But the cousin says, so you're not going with me? He says, no, but I want to be close to him and be a friend to him because I enjoy his presence in my life, even in this way. But anyway, he ends up locking himself and Zhao Shui into the medical clinic during the haunted house, which is absolutely hilarious to see. I don't really get the whole haunted house episode. It's kind of B-rated. It reminds me kind of of some of the Chinese dramas that I've tried to watch, which I really don't get the humor of. It's, it's just not my thing. Now, there are some excellent quality Chinese dramas. I'm not bashing those at all. But some of them, they get really kind of hokey and this was one episode where it's like that part was hokey the part where you see how Gao Shidi had rigged the medical clinic so that he and Zhao Shui could stay there all night was bloody hilarious because you're going this is so funny coming from this type of person but anyway they spend the night at the clinic they fight over ramen noodles and then they just conk out and the next morning his cousin comes in and goes so did you tell him you liked him because he he looks and they've moved there it's so funny because Zhao Shui is scared to spend the night somewhere he's not familiar with but he doesn't want to admit that he's afraid so he says well Gao Shidi, are you frightened because we can move the beds together and that way we're not you're not scared and Gao Shidi says sure of course of course and the cousin comes in the next morning sees them both kind of clumped in this bed together and he goes well did you say you liked him or not and, he, and, and Gao Shidi says no I didn't tell him I liked him now can you please leave me alone so I can get my sweater on and get ready for my day <laughs> and I really do like the cousin is this complicated character he reminds me of if you've ever seen Gerard Butler in Dear Frankie or in The Phantom of the Opera, um, there are some examples there. Gerard Butler's characters remind me a lot of the character of Gao Shidi's cousin. He's a very complex character. He seems to be doing the wrong thing, but oftentimes you're sitting there going at the end of the day, once it's played out, it is not the wrong thing. In in some ways, it's kind of like how I feel about um, Dr. Rush in Stargate SGU. A lot of people look at his character and say, oh, he's a terrible character. And you're like, well, you know, I don't really agree with the methods that he used to get to where he was on some of those things. But the end result is, I don't think he did it out of malice on most of the things. Now, some of them are going, well, you know, Dr. Rush had a bad day. But in this case with Gao Shidi's cousin, he really does want the best for Gao Shidi. And he's like, well, Gao Shidi's not going to be happy with anyone about Zhao Shui. Be that good, bad, or indifferent because of who Zhao Shui, Gao Shui is, doesn't really matter. What matters is that they resolve this while they're still in college rather than Gao Shidi never saying anything and wondering about that his whole life and not ending up with anyone because he felt that Zhao Shui was the one for him and ergo he couldn't be with anyone else. So he leaves, the cousin leaves Gao Shidi and Zhao Shui in their little clustered area there in the clinic. And it's at this point that Gao Shidi talks to Zhao Shui while Zhao Shui's asleep. The interesting thing about this is Zhao Shui has the ability to hear when he's asleep, which I don't know why Gao Shidi did this, knowing that fact. But anyway, and he says, you know, Last night, I told you that I like someone, and I liked them because I thought they were cute, even though a lot of people think they're calculating and narcissistic. And you said that that person was lucky because I liked them. But at the end of the day, you're the lucky one. You have always been the lucky one, and that's the way it will always be. And then he basically reaches over, taps um, Zhao Shu in his head, gives him a kiss on his uh, side of his head, and says, um, you know, basically 
I like you. And then he leaves the room. At that point, Zhao Shui wakes up. You realize that he did remember while he was sleeping everything that was said. And there's some conflict that arises because Zhao Shui doesn't know how to handle that information. He's like, you know, I've always liked this girl that I thought I would end up with who's now with my best friend. And so he ends up going on this date with this girl from, I don't know, a nice way to put it, girl from Hades. I mean, and this is the one thing I do not like about BL drama. You know, I also have to sit there and go, this is the one thing I don't like about a lot of drama is that we depict women in very unkind ways. We show the worst side of people rather than the better. And I think that's something that BL drama could really use some improvement on because, you know, we don't have to show the options of, you know, dating a girlfriend as the girlfriend always has to be this, I'm not going to say from hell, who, you know, is really loathing and appalling or they end up with someone like Gao Shidi. Now, I'm not saying that girls like the girl that was depicted in the show do not exist. Not at all, because I've met several who are quite like this. But to say that all girls are this way seems rather like a lump sum figure. And, you know, most of us wouldn't ever behave in the manner that this character did. I think the one that really brought this to mind lately was the character in... Um, Oh, what was it? Tanhan Chamlati. The girlfriend of Tanhan's in that episode, in that series, was this proverbial awful creature from hell who did absolutely despicable things. I mean, things that really are just inconscionable to me. I mean, from trying to make it so that Tanhan got hurt by an older senior to, you know, trying to ruin someone's life with the fact that they will not be with that person, so they're going to make that person's life a living hell. Um, I mean, no offense here. I'm just like, not saying that this does not happen. I'm simply saying I really don't think we need to be making this as predominantly in BL drama as we seem to be doing. That the lead character either, you know, has two options. This horrible girl from hell or this really quite rational, nice guy from, you know, not hell. I mean, I'm not trying to be wet here. I'm just saying... I would like to see women depicted in a better manner in film overall. And I'm not just talking about BL drama. But anyway, moving on. Zhao Shui has this date with the girl who is extremely self-absorbed. I mean, she spends the entire date talking about everything that she likes, everything that she wants to do. At the end of the date, she asks if he wants to meet her again. And, you know, for obvious reasons, he really isn't too keen on that. Um, throughout the entire date, he keeps seeing Gao Shidi appear in front of him. He's like, you know, why do I keep having this guy show up in my head? And at the end of the date, the girl steps on his toes because, literally, because he will not go out on the date with her again. And also because he was extremely distracted throughout the entire date. And, you know, that was not right for him to be distracted. Although, if... You know, I was around someone who was just talking about what we could do next on a date and only interested in their own hobbies for the entire period of the date. I think that would be a little disturbing and make me a little distracted as well. I'm just saying. But so Zhao Shui is hurt and he ends up stepping backwards on the steps in front of the college, which then twists his ankle. So he ends up with a twisted ankle, a, a foot that's not working right, and he ends up walking backwards into Gao Shidi. And Gao Shidi is like, 
okay, I will take you to the infirmary. We'll get your foot fixed. And he's like, no, you're not taking the infirmary. He says, well, you have two options. I either help you by carrying you on my back or you let me help you by you putting your arm around me so we can get you to the infirmary since you do not have crutches hair. And so Zhao Shui agrees to go to the infirmary. At that point, the cousin of Gao Shidi sets down with him as, Zhao, as Gao Shidi is out to try to get him some bandage for the ankle. And he says, you know what? You're not nearly as cute as me, so I have no worries. And Zhao Shidi's like, what are you talking about? And he says, well, I am going to win over Gao Shidi this next week, and he's going to be my partner for, you know, ever. And Zhao Shidi says, no, you're not, because he said you liked me. And it's, I love how the cousin did this arrangement. Now, was it exactly appropriate? No, not at all. But it was absolutely bloody hilarious because he knew that neither Gao Shudi or Zhao Shudi would probably address this issue ever if it was up to them. And so he said, you know what, I'm going to give them the ability to address this issue right now, right here, you know, while they still have a chance to address this issue. The other thing about the cousin is something happened in his life with a I don't really know because I'm really not good at judging the ages of Asian actors. And also when they're portrayed in film, they can be a lot younger in the film than they are in real life. But he was a basically medical assistant at a high school at one point. And there's this kid who keeps coming back in his memory banks who liked to eat the noodles and who also liked to, who had this coffee mug that he's always drinking out of. And for whatever reason, that did not work out for the pre-med student who is the cousin of Gao Shidi. Because of that, I think that is why the cousin's like, you know what? Say what you need to say. Live your life without regrets, because if you don't, you're going to have regrets, and you don't want to end up having regrets like I have, because I didn't say something, or I didn't do something, and now I wish I had, when I do not have that ability anymore. And so he looks at Gao Shidi, who has walked in and seen that Zhao Shui did really understand that he said he liked him. And he's trying to deal with that. Zhao Shui is trying to deal with the fact that he just blurted that out without thinking because, well, he's Zhao Shui. And the doctor looks at Gao Shiji and says, you know what? You guys talk this over, but by the end of the day, just make sure you guys, neither one of you have regrets on this. Say what you need to say now so that you don't regret what you didn't say. And then he leaves. And Gao Shidi locks the door behind him, which totally freaks out Zhao Shidi. But I think he did it because he did not want the doctor to come back in while they're having the next convo. And so at that point, Gao Shidi doesn't discuss what happened. He goes over, he wraps up Zhao Shui's foot. And it's at that point that he says, you know, this isn't something that you need to be worried about. He said, yeah, I do like you. I've liked you for, you know, since fifth grade. But that's not something you need to be worried about. And Zashu says, well, I don't really want to fall for a guy. And this isn't about basically you. This is just me. And he says, you know what? That's fine. But don't be dating this girl from hell simply because you're trying to avoid me. Meet a nice girl and treat her well. That's what I want for you. But don't be dating someone simply to avoid me because I'm not a problem to you. I'm not a threat and I'm not ever going to be a threat. And I really like how... I don't know why, but it seems like in the Taiwanese drama, this is an underlying theme. The fact that, yeah, like Gao Shidi, he might really like Zhao Shui, but that is his business, as he says. It is not Zhao Shui's. Zhao Shui could reciprocate. Zhao Shui could not. But at the end of the day, 
it's not about reciprocation. It's about basically sitting there going, you know, I like this person, but that does not mean that I expect them to, you know, drop their entire lives and be with me when that might not be what works out well for them. And I think, you know, that's what makes Taiwanese drama interesting to me is the fact that people care without any consideration of reciprocation. And I think that's probably the top thing. The other thing is this drama was written by the same woman who did um, History 2, Right or Wrong. So I really can't say enough good about her. I mean, that was the second um, BL drama I saw, I think. Well, you know, I think I saw Love Life on the Line first in July 2020. I then tried Where Your Eyes Linger, and I almost gave up on BL drama because that was such an utter travesty. And then I ended up watching History 2, Right or Wrong. And I was like, you know, this is why I like BL drama. But anyway, so a huge shout out to that author. And why did I not turn off notifications? <laughs> but anyway, okay, moving on. The fact is, is Gao Shidi says, you know what? Yeah, I do like you, but this isn't something that you need to worry about. And me liking you is my business. It really has nothing to do with you or anything that you do or don't do. And then he leaves. And Zhao Shui does not know how to handle this. She's like, what do I do with someone who really has no, you know, he's not doing it for what he can gain or what he can lose. And I really think this is the question in all the dramas that I like that I really, really consider of interest is what about characters who do the right thing, even when they have nothing to gain, and especially when they have everything to lose, and no one will maybe ever give them credit for it. To me, this is a really interesting character. So anyway, Zhao Shui starts to gradually fall for Gao Shidi because of this one simple fact. And he ends up having a conversation after, you know, he's been to all the places where Gao Shidi should be and isn't. And he also has texted him, but Gao Shidi will not reply to his text, his messages, except to say, you know, I deleted the video that I had of you in the pool area and you don't have to be my page boy anymore. We do not have to be. And that's basically how Gao Shidi leaves everything. Um, so Zhao Shui is practicing piano and his friend who was a girl two years older than him comes in and says, you know, Gao Shidi was always, he always knew where you were, even when we were kids and we would play hide and seek. If he was the one looking for you, he would always find you. And the reason is, is he cared about you and he's cared about you since he was a little kid. And that is probably what you find most interesting about him right now, isn't it, Zhao Shui? And she said, you know, yeah, I know you cared about me and you had this crush on me because I know you. And, you know, I know this was a problem for you at one point, but really we're basically all adults now. I found my happiness. Maybe you should go find yours, Zhao Shui. And I really like the friend who's the girl in the show. She really does remind me of the character of, oh, what's her name? In History 2, Right or Wrong, Yezi, for example, are in um, the Bad Romance series, which I have not watched all the way through. It, it, I just, I really haven't sat down and watched that. I know there's, I know it's one of the most popular ones, but I just haven't really had the time to do that yet. And there's others that seem more engrossing at the current moment anyway right now. But anyway, she reminds me kind of of Yi Ra from that series, in the original series. But 
she says, you know, go find your happiness. I've found mine. I'm happy. You should go find yours, actually. And it's okay to go find your happiness. I really liked this camaraderie between them and how as adults, they're able to sit there and go, you know, kind of laugh at their own crazy beliefs that they held at one point. At that point, Zhao Shui ends up going and texting Gao Shidi and waiting for him on this bridge that's on this, this huge highway. And it's at that point that he basically faces Gao Shidi and says, he texts him and says, why don't you answer my text? And then Gao Shidi meets him on the bridge and he's like, I've already gotten rid of the video here. If you don't believe me, you can check my phone. It is gone. And Zhao Shui says, I'm not here about the video. The only reason you kept that stinking video was because you knew I was thinking about taking my own life at the time and you didn't want to have me go that way. And he said, really, everything that you did was to make sure that I was okay. And Gao Shui says, well, that wasn't entirely true. I also just wanted to be able to be a friend with you in our final year of college and to have your presence in my life. So it wasn't all altruistic. And he goes, really, is that all you're looking for as a friend? And he says, well, that's what I was looking for, was to be friends with you, to be able to have the conversation and the camaraderie, because I've liked you for years and I wanted to have that moment with you. It's at that point that Gao Shidi, you know, leaves and walks down the road a little bit. And Zhao Shu turns him and says, am I the lucky one? And Gao Shidi says, excuse me? And he says, well, when I was asleep in the medical clinic, you said I was the lucky one and I always had been. Is that still true? Am I the lucky one? And Gao Shidi says, you know, it really doesn't matter whether you're the lucky one or not, Zhao Shui. You've made your decisions. I have to make my decisions. That's what matters. And it's at that point that Zhao Shui says, you know what, I want an answer to this question. Am I the lucky one? And then he reaches over and says something to Zhao Gao Shidi. We're not exactly sure what he says. I think he probably is saying, I like you. I'm not really sure because it would be a good throwback to the medical clinic where Gao Shidi is saying, I like you. At that point, Gao Shidi gets really upset, kind of pushes Zhao, Shidi away, Zhao Shui away and says, this isn't a game, Zhao, Shidi, Zhao Shui, and I am getting upset with what you're saying right now. And Zhao Shui says, no, I'm serious right now. I do like you. I, you know, I do like you right now. He says, no, no, you like your friend who was a girl who you've had a crush on forever, and you don't like guys. So this is not going to happen, Zhao Shui. And Zhao Shui says, this isn't about my friend who I've liked forever. And this really isn't about me not liking or liking guys because this is about you. And I really don't have any choice in the matter because of how we've connected over the past few weeks. And so it's at this point that Zhao Shui, and Zhao Shui takes this necklace off, which is his lucky necklace, and gets ready to throw it over the precipice. And Gao Shui says, what in the world are you doing throwing his necklace, this necklace? And he says, well, if I throw the necklace, then maybe, just maybe, you'll believe that... I'm serious right now. And he says, throwing a necklace, Zhao Shui, doesn't mean that you're serious. It just means that you threw a necklace. And so at that point, Zhao Shui gets up on this bridge and says, you know, I really, really like Gao Shidi. He's the one I like the most. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and it's so cute because, again, this reminds me so of Emma when she's trying to basically convince Mr. Knightley that she really, really likes Mr. Knightley. And I think that it's at this point where um, 
Zhao Shui is literally saying this really, really loud over this bridge with all these cars and all these people. And he's got these tears just streaming down his face saying, you know, I'm trying to be sincere here. Why doesn't Gao Shidi get that? And it's at this point that Gao Shidi decides to pull Zhao Shui off of the bridge. And then Zhao Shui just kisses him straight on the face. And, and, Zhao, and Gao Shiji's like, um, I really don't know what to do with this. This is not what I was expecting on my way home. You know, I was just taking a walk, trying to avoid Zhao Shui to, you know, avoid any conflab. And now this. And then after that, Zhao Shui looks at me and goes, you know, what's mine is mine. It will always be mine. And basically what that means is, you know, Gao Shidi's cared about Zhao Shui only his entire life. I mean, since he's cared about people that way. And he's like, you know, you've cared about me forever. And because you've cared about me forever, that will never change. And that belongs to me. It's not anyone else's. So we've got to figure out how to deal with this. And it's at that point that I really like the response of Gao Shidi to this because he sits there and he's just like, totally beside himself and trying to deal with this and seeing that reaction I think whoever portrayed him did a absolutely brilliant job I mean you couldn't have asked for better acting in this scene for how he dealt with that huge you know emotion of trying to understand this confusing situation he finds himself in and it's at this point that Zhao Shui says, was, was that your first kiss? Is that why you're, you know, kind of beside yourself right now? And he says, no, no, that, that wasn't the first one. And he says, well, who was it? Who was it with? And, and Zhao Shui's like, you know, I'm, yeah, you probably have, you know, a lot of people around you. And he says, uh, the first one was in the swimming pool when you tried to commit suicide. And I basically kissed you to make you come to the surface. <laughs> and then Zhao Shui looks and goes, that's that doesn't count. And then they have another romantical moment. But I really did like the conclusion of this episode, not because of the romantical moments, but because of the the understanding that both the characters reached in this episode. I really think episode four, five, and six are my absolute favorite of the series. And this is a show that really, it truly delivered. It was a great drama. Um, episode six basically continues on where Zhao Shui and Gao Shidi have started dating and they're trying to deal with, you know, how do we approach this with our friends? How do we approach this with our families? Um, the friends are totally happy for them. I mean, the girlfriend of Zhao Shui and the guy she's with who has known Zhao Shui for his whole life, she said, you know, I'm so glad, Gao Shidi, that you and Zhao Shui are together because you're going to help keep Zhao Shui okay because the reason me and my boyfriend got together was because we were always constantly talking about all the trouble Zhao Shui was causing and how we would try to help him with this. And that's how we ended up falling for each other, which I think is bloody hilarious. But anyway... They really relate well to one another. Also, the two guys who were after, respectively, Gao Shidi and Zhao Shui end up together, which is extremely weird on a relationship level. I mean, no offense. They were just a really, really odd couple in this series. But, you know, okay. But anyway, Zhao Shui also goes over to Gao Shidi's house and meets his mom, who... Again, I love BL drama moms, typically. I mean, they are usually totally awesome. Whether we're talking about um, the mom in Tan Han Chanlati, whether we're talking about the mom in, oh, Love by Chance. I mean, they're really cool moms. Now, 
I know there's some that do not have cool moms, but I love how we see the moms as these fun kind of people who just want their kids to be happy. They're like, you know what? I'm just proud that my kid is, and I want them to be happy. And I love how when she comes in the house and Zhao Shui and Gao Shidi are sitting there on the sofa, they were going to have a moment to come on, but then they jump up and seem to be studying so fast. She's looking at them, and Zhao Shui says, I, I am Zhao Shui. And she's like, yeah, I know you. You're the one that my son's been trying to, you know, um, have like him for, you know, years since fifth grade. And I love her face in that scene, how she sits there and goes, yes, yes, you are Zhao Shui. Um, yeah, yeah, nice, nice sofa. I hope you guys are enjoying the sofa. I'm going to go make dinner, boys, okay? And I love how at the end of the dinner, how she's constantly making Zhao Shui feel comfortable in her home, how she's giving him extra pieces of shrimp and reminding him of what his mom was like before she passed away. And at the end of the day, when they have the fruit together at the end of supper, when they're sitting on the couch together, I love how she looks at Zhao Shui and Gao Shidi and says, you know what? I'm so glad my boy has found such a nice person to be with. And, and Gao Shidi's like, mom, how, how did you? And she said, of course I knew this is Zhao Shui. This is the kid you've been drawing pictures of since fifth grade. And all those paintings were inspired by. I mean, of course I know you. You're my son. And I love how she basically just looks at the two of them and says, you know what? The main thing I care about is that you're happy with someone. Then when you look at them, you're content and full of joy. And if you guys have found that, then you know what? Let's be happy and celebrate this moment. And in many ways, she kind of reminds me of a female form of Zhao Shui once he'd be older. I mean, I was watching this episode and I went, you know, I think one of the reasons Gao Shidi liked Zhao Shui was because he was a lot like Gao Shidi's mom. Now, at this point in time, you can only see like brief glimpses of that. But I think, you know, as Zhao Shui grows into himself, as he gains a few more years of maturity, he will be strikingly similar to Gao Shidi's mom in his ability to make people feel comfortable and his ability to, you know, laugh at the situation rather than to be stressed out about it. And I really liked at the end of the scene where Gao Shidi's taking Zhao Shui to go get his, go be picked up in his car. And Zhao Shui says, you know, your mom is really, really cool. And he says, well, she's my mom now, but she's also going to be your mom eventually. And really, at the end of the day, I really think that's how Gao Shidi sees it. He's like, you know what? I have found Zhao Shui. Zhao Shui likes me. We're going to date for a while. And then we are going to be together. And we're going to be a couple. This is going to be my my cousin's cousin-in-law, my mom's son. And we're going to be happy. And this is how Gao Shidi sees the world. It's not like, you know, a fling or, you know, a brief relationship. And I think that's one of the things that I also really do like about most of the BLs that I watch. Now, I'm not talking about American BLs or Western BLs because I've tried to watch a few of those and really have just been utterly disappointed in the quality and also the relationships that are in those BLs. And I'm not going to name any names. I'm just saying the ones I've seen have not been particularly inspiring. And the thing I like about the Asian BLs is typically the ones that I watch. I'm not talking about all of them because there's some from China that are not this way. And there are also like the Tharn type series, which, you know, I'm not even going there. But anyway, or Waterboy. I, I just, yeah, anyway. But Typically, the characters are like, we're in this for the long haul. We're not going to be just, you know, in the short relationship. Da, 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 da. 
And I think this is another reason that I really like the Asian Beals. But at the end of the day, Zhao Shui's dad, you have this brief scene where he finds out that Zhao Shui is dating Gao Xiding. And you really don't know anything other than he finds that out. We then flip, flip over to Zhao Shui finds out that Gao Shidi is going to America to get his mom settled as she's marrying an American. And she she's going to be moving to America and he wants to make sure she's comfortable there. And then he's going to be returning to Taiwan. He's only going to be gone for a couple of months. But Zhao Shui is very uncomfortable with this whole thing. And you don't ever find out why. I think this is one of those things, though, where... You know, Zhao Shui came from a very wealthy family. So if he wanted to buy a plane ticket, he certainly could have and gone with Gao Shidi to America. And really, I think that would have been one of the best decisions Zhao Shui could have made because of how he was feeling about this whole situation, how it was playing out. But he didn't do that. At the end of the day, um, Gao Shidi gives Zhao Shui this bracelet that he has a matching one of. He says, you know what? This is a bracelet for you. You're going to wear it constantly, and from now on, you're only wearing jewelry that I give you because I'm going to be a part of your life for the rest of your life. So this is going to stay on your wrist, you know, in perpetuity. And he puts one around his wrist. And then they basically separate because Gao Shidi has to go to America to help his mom get settled. Zhao Shui stays behind, and he creates an email account that basically says, stupid, I like you. And he sends that to Gao Shidi, who texts him as he's in the plane and says, hey, stupid, I like you too. And basically, that's how this episode ends. We don't know how it works out, although obviously from the preview of Fighting Mr. Second, or the runner-up strikes back, um, we know that it doesn't work out for Gao Shui and Zhao Shui and Gao Shidi. Um, something happened that made it so that they were separated for five years. And yeah, five years isn't a long time in the grand scheme of things, but a lot can happen in five years. And, you know, the questions as to why they were separated, what happened to, you know, cause this breach that, you know, made it so that they couldn't be together. I'm going to be really curious to find out about in Fighting Mr. Second. In Fighting Mr. Second, we have Gao Shidi and Zhao Shui, who we don't really know what's going on, except Gao Shidi is now working at a company um, with technology. And Zhao Shui walks in with the two guys who one wanted to date Gao Shidi, one wanted to date Zhao Shui, who are now a couple themselves. And he walks up to Gao Shidi and punches him, uh, slaps him in the face. And you don't really know what happened. You just know that Zhao Shui is upset. And, you know, there's a lot of emotion behind what Gao Shidi did. I'm thinking it had to do with those five long years that he wasn't with Gao Shidi. And, you know, I don't know why that was. I don't know if this was based off of a webtoons or a comic series that I'm not familiar with. But I'm guessing it probably had to do with Zhao Shui's dad saying something to Gao Shidi, like, you know what, my son would be better off, you know, without you. And so... Gao Shidi did what he thought was best for Zhao Shui. Again, that's all supposition. I have no idea. But I'm guessing it had to do with something that was kind of, you know, totally climactic, like that affecting the relationship. And because of that, Gao Shidi stepped back. Um, it would be very prone for his character to do that because he'd want the very best for Gao Shidi and he'd figure, you know, it's probably not with me. And so 
that's what I'm guessing happened that caused Fighting Mr. Second to occur. I'm going to be really interested to see how this new series that airs March 5th on WeTV, our Tencent video, is going to play out. And it goes through April. So it's like, oh, totally going to be rocking my week weeknights. But anyway, <laughs> um, the thing that I think is going to be interesting also is we're going to have the other odd couple, as it were. And we also have the continued um, presence of the doctor and I think the high schooler who kept showing up in those flashbacks. So we're going to be able to see what happened. The thing is, is, you know, both with the doctor and with Gao Shidi and Zhao Shui, time has been lost. And, you know, I really think, you know, sometimes when you get an inkling that things are going bad, it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily be able to stop the problem by like, say Zhao Shui had bought that ticket and he had been with Gao Shidi when whatever occurred, occurred. Do I think that would have made it so they wouldn't have broken up? No, not necessarily. But would they have both felt more in control of their present and their futures if they had been together and been able to discuss that as a couple? Totally. I mean, there's a lot of times in life when there are things that happen that you go back and you go, you know, even if I'd reworked that, it still would not have ended the way I wanted it to. But would I have felt better if I would have had more, I don't know, been more at the driver's seat in that situation? Yeah. Do I think it would have played out any differently? No, but you still would have felt better about it. You would have felt, you know what, you said the things you needed to say. You let the person, you know, no, you cared. Does that mean it would have all been, you know, wiped away and everything would have been sunshine and roses? Uh, no, but it does mean that you would have done your best and that that person and you would have at least understood to the best of your abilities that that breach wasn't, you know, something that you just took lying down or they just took lying down. And, you know, that's one thing I think is going to be really interesting about Finding Mr. Second is how do they reconnect after five years apart? Because you've had five years and yeah, that's a short period of time. I mean, it's a blink, five years, it's gone. But it's also, you've had time to develop as individuals. You've had time to go from, you know, your early 20s to your mid 20s. And you've experienced changes as individuals that you wouldn't have experienced the same way if you'd been a couple. How did you develop as a person? How did you you know, relate to your struggles. That's something that's going to be interesting to see as these characters develop, as they progress. And that is what I'm really looking forward to in Fighting Mr. Second. I have to say, I give this series an absolute 10 of 10. This is going on my total rewatch list for BL dramas from Asia. Um, I would be perfectly fine watching this entire series with any age of kid. The only thing I might skip is there is a scene at the very uh let's see it's episode 10 at the very end of episode 10 and then there is another scene in the beginning of episode 10 involving um underwear which i'm really not even quite sure why we have that in here except i can see that happening in real life with the girl character that's in this series saying something totally like this to throw everything off and also you know i'm not trying to be bad but i can see something occurring like is in the last part of this um episode but i wouldn't probably watch that with the kitties but everything else is perfectly fine to watch and you know some people would have no problem whatsoever with what was occurring i just would not want to have to explain certain things to my children or you know certain fashion statements to my children so i'm just saying you know 
I would probably watch this with any age of kid, but I would skip the scenes involving underwear. So, <laughs> but that's just Anna. This is my review of Fighting, I'm sorry, number one for you, Are We Best Love. This came out in 2020. You can watch this on Tencent Video. There are also some clips available on YouTube. I highly recommend this series. It is one of the best I have seen in a long while. Although, you know, I have seen a lot of really good male dramas recently. We've had, you know, Love by Chance 2. We've had A Thousand Stars, which just started airing. Um, there are some really good quality dramas. We've had To My Star from um, North, South, sorry, from South Korea. And we've also had Color Rush from South Korea. I mean, there are some really amazing, interesting um, projects that have been released here in 2020 and 2021. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Fighting Mr. Second. You can again watch that on Tencent Video when it comes out starting March 5th. And you can watch all of number one for you on Tencent Video. You just have to pay, I think it's like the equivalent of six US dollars a month to get the subscription for the VIP membership. That also allows you to download the episodes, although I haven't figured out how to do that so you get higher quality video because it's really blurry when I try to watch it on the download. But that is my review of number one for you. Check it at the round table. Bye.